I want God to have total, total autonomy over his church, and I don't get in the way. And so I've never met uh, Pastor Ryan um, Vanderford before, never met him until uh, Friday evening, Friday afternoon. And um, we spoke uh, by text before then, but I never, never met him. But uh, my good friend Travis Carter, our men's ministry coordinator, um, had a connection with him, and um, he ministered at our men's um, retreat over the weekend. And uh, Brother Carter, Travis Carter, asked me um, before, weeks ago, if we would like to have him. And I said, well, I believe this could be the will of God, and so let's just have him. And um, I was reluctant because, again, you know, I like to plan things, be systematic. He understands. We had this, this conversation driving down that as a pastor, you're always looking out for the church, trying to make sure everything is in order, nothing is out of order, everything is planned and done right. But uh, when I, I saw him Friday, and as he was ministering Friday night, I felt like the Lord said he had something for you, and that's why he's here. And so I am going to ask Pastor Ryan Vanderford to come and minister to us. He is from Olive Branch, Mississippi. Olive Branch, Mississippi. Come on, brother, and minister to us. Take your liberty. Let God have his way. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, and uh, what an amazing time of worship it has been already, and getting to know your pastor and their family and uh, be in this area. It's just exciting. There's a lot of excitement. Just You can just feel it. Our, our, our church is just a little bit younger than your church, and so there's a lot of similar feelings uh, right now about the expectation of what uh, God is going to do, and I'm thankful for this opportunity. I wish my family was with me. They would be in love today with what, what we feel. I've been trying to text them videos during the, the service, just let them know since there's an hour difference, but such an honor to be here. If you got your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, very humbled to be here and get honor your pastor and look forward to uh, getting to know them better. We were riding to church, we've been on the road a few minutes and we were talking and I kept hearing something and I thought his car was like Siri was talking back to us or something and I realized there was a beautiful little girl sitting right behind me. And she was adding comments, but I thought Siri was updating me along the way. And uh, I've got an 11-year-old little girl, so it made me ready to get home and, and see mine. Very familiar portion of skip, uh, Scripture, perhaps, Second uh, Corinthians 3.17. Now, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if I can... Just get where he is. There's liberty. But we all, with an open face, beholding as in glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Two words there, from and to. <laughs> Even as by the Spirit of the Lord transformed from glory to glory. And with the help of the Lord, I, I Pastor, try not to go too deep with where you are as a church, but, I mean, just the excitement and expectation you could feel and talking about where you are, and this I could not get away from throughout the night and this morning, and I want to preach just for a few moments with the help of the Lord on 
the divine directions from and to. Lord, thank you for what we feel. Thank you for the believers that are in this room. So, God, would you open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, and would you bless this house? Would you bless this, this church body today? Strengthen them in your word and increase our faith, I pray, in Jesus' name. And let everybody say amen. And you may be seated. Directions are an important thing, uh, especially with gas prices the way they are right now. You probably need to know where you're going or figure it out very quickly. I, I, I have never spent any time in this part of the country, so once I left the airport, I had no idea where I was at or where I was going. I just had to trust the driver, and that's, that's new for me because I'm normally driving and got my GPS open, and I know where I am, and I, I know where I'm going. And I have found out in life that it is important to know where you're going. But if you don't know where you are, you probably have no idea where you're going. I, as a young person, I, I found myself praying that simple prayer, and it's become a part of my prayer life throughout the years. God, would you show me where I am? Because a lot of times we're always reaching for more and pushing for more and praying for more and wanting more, and we can't figure out why we're not getting more. And most of the time, it's because we're not even evaluating where we are right now. Because it is important to know where you are so that you can see where you're going. I, I don't know if anybody's catching yet just this little principle that I'm talking about yet. But knowing where you're from and knowing where you are is important and valuable to know where you're going. I believe that you and I are a part of the greatest season that we could just kind of summarize of transition that this world has ever known. Everywhere we look, there's unprecedented transition or change. Change is everywhere. Everything has been flipped upside down. Everybody's life, everybody's schedule, everybody's plans. Technology is constantly changing. Policies are changing. Sociology is changing. The economics are changing. Everything is changing at such a rapid pace. And I want to make sure that we understand as people of the kingdom that we are not exempt from transition or change. We are going to experience all of this change. In fact, it is my opinion that God has called us in this season of change, not just to wake up every day and wonder what is happening, but I believe that God has called us to be a prophetic voice in this season of change. I believe it's important for the church not to be taken off guard every time something changes, but I believe that it's important for us to have our ears open and our eyes open to what thus saith the Lord, because I do, be, do believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in the prophetic, and I believe as people of the kingdom, we can be a part of this last day revival and harvest solely because we've got an ear to hear and eyes to see what God is doing in all of this change. 
I mean, God knows the end from the beginning, and if he knows the end from the beginning, he has the ability to communicate to you and I a little bit of what's going on. So if we possess an ear to understand what God is up to, uh, we, we serve a God that is not reacting to change on the earth. I mean, he's... The pandemic hit, and we're all like, what is going on? And God wasn't acting that way. We wake up tomorrow in the news, whatever station you pick up on and whatever they're saying, God's not like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm catching this with you today. No, 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 no. God knows what's going on on the earth today. And if we as people of the kingdom would possess a prophetic ear, we're going to be able to hear by the Spirit of the Lord what is coming. We may not know the details or the plans or understand the completion of it, but there can be a peace and an assurance. God, you got this. I know you are working for my good and your glory. And I believe we as people of the kingdom can arrive on the scene with a full assurance and a word from the Lord with an answer with what's going on in our neighbor's life and in our co-worker's life and in the students around us with a fresh word of what's going on because we need to know where we're going. Things are changing so fast and changing on a daily basis and we're we're going to experience things but can I just be a little prophetic to to this local congregation not as it just changing for the bad but it's it's changing for the good. I, I feel just as we've seen in the natural, some negative things change at a rapid pace. The kingdom is about to see some things at a rapid pace uh, for the good and the glory of the Lord. And if we are not ready for rapid change with a fresh word from the Lord, we may miss the influx or the harvest or the miracle or the divine opportunity that God is ushering in. I don't know what each year of your church has looked like, Pastor did not have time to tell me all the story but I know you are moving from year 7 into year 8 and scripturally I know that year 7 is a year of release and a year of abundance and I believe that you are in that rapid transition from a year of release into a year of abundance I'm telling you what God is going to do is not just going just going to amaze others but it's going to amaze you because God is trying to prepare us to walk in a place of dominion and authority. But you got to move from to. God's not going to push us in to this direction and change that he's wanting us. He's just giving us the go sign and the signal and the road map. Every sermon has been directional. Every online prayer meeting has been directional. Every conference, there's been a word. And God's saying, go, 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 this way, this way, this way. It's time right now, move. But we've got to move from and we've got to move to. So what are some things that we've got to move from too? Well, one thing scripturally I find that if we're going to move into what God wants us to, then we've got to, we've got to move from living beneath. And we've got to start moving into living above. We've got to start moving from being the tail and realize that we've been called to be the head. We've got to understand that 
God's been trying to move us into a place of dominion and authority, and we are not a slave of this world or, or to the kingdom of darkness, and heaven is near. And before he comes, I, I don't know what all you study in, in times, and sometimes it can all get lost, and people are worried about, about that, uh, that clock and what's happening in Israel, and I believe we need to pay attention to it. Uh, but there, there's, a, there's a different thing I, we better pay attention to in these last days rather than all the signs that are unfolding every day. Most of the time, God's waiting on you and I to grow up before he can call us up. And it is imperative right now that we transform. It's imperative that we go from and we get to. Where we're from is important. Whether it's good or bad, I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful that God delivered me from some stuff. I'm thankful for all the good things that are behind me. But God is not fixated on my past. He is fixated on where I'm going. From is important, but to is better. A lot of folks know where they're from, but they don't know where they're going. <laughs> I met a lot. Of, I've been raised in the church, and I, I've been a lot of folks and tell me how long they've been in church. But they can't give me any dreams or destiny or calling. And they can't tell me about anything God's done for them lately. I can, I can hear the story of what did happen. But I don't hear it in their voice of what God is doing or what he feels like they're about to do. I, I can remember the moment at 11 years old when I was filled with the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. And as soon as I got the Spirit of God, I can remember there was something awakened where I was ready for church. I was ready for what was to come. I was ready for where I was going. But somewhere in the journey, the enemy starts getting us fixated on where we're from and not where we're going to. But this experience is meant to be a divine direction. It's about where we're going. Paul said, I'm not there yet. I haven't attained yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me uh, and reaching forth to those things are before me. Now, I, I'm not good at grammar. I'm not an English major. But maybe there's somebody in this room that can clean it up. But he said, this one thing I do. Then he said two things. Maybe I'm not good at math either, but that, that don't compute either. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before me. It was one thing. It wasn't two things. Because he said all at the same time, I've got to let go and I've got to reach. Because if I don't do it at the same time, I'll stay where I am. But if I can let go of the good and the bad and I can reach to where God is calling me to, it is one fluid motion. Ocean, the divine direction of God. There is no neutral. There is no standing still. There's got to be movement in our soul and in our spirit from where we are to where we're going. I'll I, I, I prove it to you unless, unless, unless you got one of those cars that got duct tape on it this morning. When you drove to church this morning, your windshield was bigger than your rearview mirror. Because if you would have drove to church looking the whole time through that little mirror, all it would show you is where you've been. And you probably would have an accident on your way to church. 
And so somewhere along the lines, they, they decided it was more important to have a big windshield to see where you're going and a little mirror just so you can glance back to see where you've been because it's more valuable if you're trying to move forward to see where you're going. We often identify our life by where we came from, where we were born, what we've been through. It's all about what is behind us. But in the kingdom of God and for believers, we are not tied to our past. We are tied to our destiny. God is trying to transform us from to, and it's much more significant. I want to help somebody this morning. God has a very important place, not just for the church, but for you as a believer to get to. So we're being transformed by the Spirit of God from glory to glory. I don't care where you're from is. I am concerned where you're going to because when you get connected to the Holy Ghost, something changes. Your shout changes. Your worship changes. Your praise changes. Your giving changes. Your marriage changes. Your home changes. And the kingdom of God is shifting at such a rapid pace. Changes are happening. Why are they changing? Because the people of the kingdom are being transformed. We are not the people we were seven, eight years ago. You can look in the history of Pentecost and you can find where where we weren't popular. That speaking in tongues was not popular. Where outward worship was demised and looked on. Now everybody is trying to get a little bit of degree of what we've got without getting everything that we've got. They've understood there needs to be a little movement, but we can't let the apathy of the world that's okay with finding something in between convince us that we're not supposed to still be moving in a direction. We don't have it all. We ain't figured it all out. We haven't got everything. I don't care how long you've been living for God. You ain't got everything that God's wanting to do in your life. If you had figured, figured God out, then you're the only one. His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. And we serve a God who his mercies are new every morning. He wants us to experience his bread, his daily, every day. He wants to experience something new in the presence of God. But we've got to be moving. Many times we're, we're living beneath where he wants us to. There's nothing that can stop the church. There's nothing that can stop you from where you're going to. Uh, second thing, I, I, not only is he trying to move us from living beneath our privilege to the place that he's called us to, I, I believe the second thing that he's trying to move the church from and to is, is from a mist and to a river. Genesis chapter 2 God took a pile of dust and formed it into man and made the skeletal system, the muscular system, and organs of the body, put skin on it. Man was made in his image. It was there, but there was no life. The structure was there, but life was not there. It's kind of the same that, that we read about in Ezekiel, the valley of the, the dry bones. God, there, there's a pile of bones, and, and, and then they start being put together, and the muscles were put on them, and the skin was put on them. The Bible says that they came all together, but there was no life there. And the reason there, there was no life is there's no breath. And there's a lot of churches that have good structure, and there's a lot of people that have good programs and lights and buildings, but 
There's no life because there's no breath there. And if you've got no breath there, then you, it don't matter what you look like. You're, you're not alive. The Bible says he breathed into Adam the breath of life. Then he became a living soul. And the Bible tells us that before Adam was put into that place, there was no rain. Before man was put in the place created for him, there was no need for rain. The scripture says that a mist watered the earth. You can read the text when, when you have time. A mist watered the earth. And when God gets man put in the garden, when man gets put in the right place, immediately upon man being placed in the garden of Eden, we are told that a river flowed out of Eden before man came and got in the right place. The earth could survive on a mist, but man couldn't survive on a mist. When man was put in the right place, a river began to flow because God understood something more is going to be needed when man gets in the right place. There's got to be a flow if man is going to be in the right place. He can't live on a mist. The earth can be taken care of with a mist, but man needs a flow. And when man was put in the right place, the river began to flow. Can I just tell you, one of the places that God is trying to move this end time church from and to is from a mist mentality to a river mentality, from a just getting by to a flow mentality. You see, a mist mentality is when we say, you know, we like the church, but don't mess with my schedule. A mist mentality says, you know, I like prayer, just don't, don't get too close. Don't, don't call me for sacrifice. A mist mentality says, I like the songs, just don't sing another one. Let's not get lost in it. A mist mentality says, I like the preaching, just don't get too prophetic. A mist mentality says, I, 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 like, I like to pray when I want to, but let's not do extra sacrificial prayer a missed mentality said I'll give when I can but but don't call me to sacrifice but the Bible says that when the river began to flow it's when man was put in his proper place so man could not survive on a missed mentality he had to get in the flow and life begins to come when the river begins to flow go back to the book of Ezekiel in the book of Ezekiel the 43rd chapter we are told about the river of God and the Bible says about that river that everywhere the river of God touched, everything lived. So if you get near the flow, you're going to find life. If you get near the flow, things are not going to die. If we can get from the mist to the river, things are going to flourish. I have to stop pouting when I get around the river because there's a flow of joy. If you get by the river, there's peace that passes all understanding. If you get by the river, that frown starts turning to a smile. If you get by a river, life starts resurrecting again. And sometimes we walk into church and we wonder why we're barely surviving. Because we're still living in a mist. We can feel him. <laughs> but we're not flourishing by him. And God is trying to plant some of us by a river. Because when the river flows, listen, listen to this right now. I'm going to help somebody. When you get by the river and the river's flowing, seasons become less relevant. You know, you get a little nervous when you go through the desert and all you got is a mist. But you're not worried about the desert if there's a river flowing. <laughs> 
you get a little nervous when there's a drought and all that's in the forecast is a mist. But if you got access to the river, you're not worried about the drought. The, the country may be dealing with something, and if you're trying to live on a mist, you may be a little nervous. But if you're living by the river and there's a flow... It's a little easier to walk through a season when you're walking by the river. Go to Jeremiah 17, verse 7 says these words, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the God. For he shall be like a tree planted by waters, which spread out its roots by the river. It will not fear when heat comes. Its leaves will continually be green, and it will not be anxious or worried. It said that in a season of drought, it's not going to cease from bearing fruit. Wait a minute. Is that not strange to anybody else? How's a tree that can't find a raindrop or a cloud not going to have a nervous breakdown or go ahead and give up because it's no, its roots run deep and are connected to the river. The river is less about what you visit and more about what you live in. John chapter 7 says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. A mismentality will keep you happy with what we're experiencing right now. Right here, but a river mentality is gets you excited about what you step into when you leave here. Because when there's a flow, it's a continual thing. Can I just put it this way: if you've got a river mentality, you're waiting for church to be over. Because you're ready to run outside and let hell have it because of what you're connected with. And there's some folks in this room need to go ahead and go home today and say, you know what? I'm moving from a mist mentality to a river mentality. And devil, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you're not welcome here. You ain't got no room here because there's a flow here. And if there's a flow here, life is going to be here. My kids are going to be okay. My marriage is going to be okay. My body's going to be okay. But my life is going to be okay. Okay, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, Satan, I'm your worst nightmare now because I'm not skipping by. I'm moving from and I'm getting to a river mentality. The Bible said in the book of Psalms that his anger is only for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. When you understand what you're moving into, you're moving in to the favor of God. I, I, I don't have very long, but when this river began to flow, the, the scripture says that it split into four different parts. When it, when it started, there was a flow, but then, then it began to spread out. And when you begin to look at the name of each of those rivers that were formed out of Eden and parted there, you, you, you begin to find what you can expect when the flow starts in your life. That, that first river was Pishon. It means increase. It means the river passed on and meant increase. And so when you begin to get connected to the flow and you give up on the mist, you can go ahead and prepare yourself for increase because anytime you position yourself in the flow of what God is doing, there is going to be growth in your life. You know, we live in America and we hear the word increase and we're like, oh yeah, thank you Lord. We're laying hands on our wallet and we're getting ready for increase. But you have to understand when it comes to the kingdom, God is not limited to a wallet like we are minimized. But when you begin to understand the biblical principle of increase, God's about to 
to increase favor and connections and open doors. God's about to increase souls. God's about to increase our connections. God's about to increase the Bible studies. God's about to increase the online congregation. God's about to increase the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. Because whenever you get in the flow, God's going to let us see increase. We don't have to, to wait to see what God is doing. When you're in the flow, there's always going to be increase. The name of the second river is Gahan. It means bursting forth. <laughs> because when you get in the flow, there's some things that are going to be broke loose. It's just going to happen. How am I going to deal with this? I, I've been talking to pastor for months and, 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 and there's no answer yet. But when you get in the flow... <laughs> The flow don't have to make sense in man's reason. Things can be broken up and broken through. There's something about the Spirit of God. When things start moving, doors can swing open wide. That job opportunity may have been closed, but when you get in the flow and position yourself where God is taking you to, those doors that seem closed are going to swing open wide. That conversation that's been dead and dry and there's been no restoration, it's been stuck. But when you get in the flow, things break forth. We can sit there and murmur and complain and talk about how bad it is or we can get in the flow and understand God's about to break something loose. The third river is Tigris and it means accelerated or rapid because when the Holy Ghost starts moving into things, it can take Aaron's rod that was cut off from a tree. It can take a tree and start set, things can start happening and start blossoming, blossoming overnight. God is not confined to your timetable. Things can be accelerated or sped up when you get in the flow. I, 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 I'm almost done. Just, just uh, I don't know, two months ago we had a man come to our church and there was a lot of things stuck. They were trying to move and financial things were messed up and his wife was stuck out of town trying to finish her job and pay for an apartment that wouldn't let out his lease. His new job was starting. He had to be there. He was separated from his kids. Everything Everything was just messed up, causing stress both places, two bills both places. And he had come to me talking, trying to, you know, they'd gone to the apartment. It was going to be another five months. And just just a lot of things just felt out of order. They felt like they needed to move, go. And in the middle of service, I stopped. Wasn't even thinking about that, but I, I made a statement like this. I feel like God is about to escalate the timetable right now. I believe that God is about to take care of some things Right now, it was just I, 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 I'm not building myself up. I'm just I just felt to say it. I felt and I just went on like there was no you right there. I know your social security number, your height, your weight. You know, it wasn't nothing bad. Just just a statement of faith, you know. After service, he walked up to me. He goes, Pastor. He pulled out his cell phone. He goes, look. In the middle of me preaching. The apartment complex called his wife. And released them. From the entirety of their lease. And the moving process could start. Why? Because when you get in the flow. God can accelerate. What man says is going to be four months. Jesus looked up and said, hey, the harvest is right now. Go ahead and get your eyes on it. 
And I say to this congregation this morning, I feel like if there'd just be a couple more people that say, you know what, I ain't living in the mist no more. I'm getting in the flow. There are some things not only as a congregation, but as individuals that God's going to say, yep, that's it. That's right there. I'm taking care of this right now. I am not bound by what man can do, but I'm about to escalate the timetable. Come on, you can stand with me right now as I give you that fourth river. That fourth river was Euphrates, and it simply means fruitfulness. Because when you get in the flow, things are going to start flourishing. When you get in the flow and say, I'm not going to live in the mist no more, but I'm taking divine directions now, and I'm going to get in the flow, then God's going to say, yep, that's right where I need you, and I'm going to start flourishing you right there. Things are going to start growing in due season and at an appointed time. So can I say to every saint of God right now, don't be weary in well-doing. There is a harvest. There is an increase because God is moving you from the mist to the river. You don't have to live below anymore. You can live above. You've just got to say, you know what? I'm taking divine directions right now. And some of you need to get in your car and just like you'd let Siri or or, or, or your GPS talk to you and tell you what to do, you need to get in your car and as you're driving home, say, Lord, let your word speak to me. Let, Let prayer speak to me. God, give me a conviction, a challenge. Let me hear your voice. I need to know what it is, where I am so I can get to where you're taking me to. It's not a big prayer. It's not a complicated prayer. You don't have to be around the church a long time. It's a simple prayer. And right now in the next few moments, you can lift your voice and I believe that we can hear a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And God's about to release somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. And there's going to be a divine direction that is given. So with closed eyes right now, I don't know how you normally do it. If you want to step out, step out in the aisle or down front or whatever you're comfortable with or right where you are would you lift your hands toward heaven and say God give me divine direction right now God show me where I'm at so I can see where I'm going Lord I stand on your word right now and I proclaim to every saint of God I pray a divine direction right now in release I pray that the gifts of the spirit would be released in this church right now I pray a prophetic voice God would begin to be released right now I pray ministries would begin to be released right now I pray marriages would feel their release right now. I pray men of God would feel their release right now. I pray for Pastor Wyatt and his family. I pray a divine release right now. Order their steps as they move from where they are to where they're going to. God, we know this meeting is not hard or complicated this week, but God, we know you're bigger than this meeting. You can take care of the next one, and you're ordering our steps. We pray for abundance. We pray for release. We pray for blessings. We pray for flourishing. God, we pray that our steps would be divinely. Come on, use your voice. Come on, let the Spirit of God move you from glory to glory right now. Come on, move from glory to glory right now. Come on, if it's been a while since you broke through in the Holy Ghost, come on, let God lead you right now. Come on, if you need a miracle in your body, come on, let God lead you right now. Come on, if you need blessings in your home, let God lead you right now. He's moving you from, to, from, to, from. Two, I'm not who I was, but I am who God says I am.
Come on, just one more time with eyes closed. Lift up your voice and ask God for some divine direction in your life right now. Come on, the Spirit is speaking right now. He's going to give you dreams and visions right now. Hey, something's going to be deposited in your spirit. There's a transfer right now from where you're from to where you're going to. Dig a little deeper. <laughs> 